Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Carn, and Mike Steenstra. Yep. Can you hear me? Cock a doodle doo, motherfuckers. And a rooster to you, and to you. I'm the devil. And a devil, too. There it is. There it is. Jim. Gentlemen, hello. Thanks for covering for me last week. I appreciate it. Oh, it was our pleasure. We were just two cocks swinging at each other for the whole episode, so I hope people still enjoyed it. Nothing Um, new there. Maybe it's not your thing to watch or listen to, but it's our thing to spray words like that. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of the time the devil's just naturally involved in that, but Uh uh, depends on where you're coming from. Generally speaking... At any rate, so Jimmy, we got uh, we got very strange last weekend of the last episode. Oh, I, and, I, I and listened. Started just getting truthy. I en- I enjoyed uh, it. So I enjoyed it. It was really fun. It was really fun. I I feel like this is how we start. The devil telling the truth. <laughs> the devil tells his truths of the Premier League season. So just fire a wad right at our faces right now, and, and the cocks will slurp it right up. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. All right. Uh, truth, Tottenham made the right choice to not buy players the last two transfer windows. It's an absolute wow. truth. Uh, I mean, squad depth aside, um, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned the podcast, but I know we've talked about it in, in conversation, just how important this run has been to the Champions League, um, you know, based on, uh, you know, squad uh, togetherness. <laughs> Yep, we're losing Brad here. No, we're his uh, his father Scott is there, <laughs> putting some rugs on his back deck. Is that what he said? That seems like a euphemism for something. But we should uh, we know. we should definitely ask him a, a question. We'll ask him about the rugs. I think. I I think that's the best question. Absolutely. <laughs> what 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 quality what quality of rugs are we are we talking about here? Are they Persian? Hi, Scott. Hey, hey Scott. Hey, sports fans. <laughs> How are you? Good man. Hey, How are tell- you? Doing good. I heard you're dropping off some uh, some rugs. Yeah, just one. Just, just one. one. What does it rug. look like? It's, what kind it's of a deck, deck rug is rug. this? It's an exterior rug. It's made out of some type of uh, material that doesn't absorb water. So, very interesting. Okay. It's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, guys, is it? This is. Yes. This is cool, man. You guys have this all set up, man. This is yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Have you listened? High tech. I wouldn't We're, recommend it. No. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend <laughs> listening to us either. No, I haven't yet. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have the wife in the car because you know. Yeah, that's all right. That's language. understandable. Language talk. Yeah. Right, right. How'd you golf today? Uh, not bad. It's a tough course. I I shot a forty-five, two doubles. What'd you guys play? But, uh, you know, uh, what's that? What course did you guys play? Quail, Quail Ridge. Ah, uh, yes. That's I where you guys that do course. the league, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That, you guys play the, the front league, or the back? So. We played the front. Okay. It was fun. Yeah, we got out I'm just good. before the leagues. So, Very cool. Yeah. You I'm, uh, I'm going to be out in Michigan in two weeks. All right, nice. Near, yeah, Gun Lake. Nice. So I'll probably I'll oh, yeah, play Brad's, some golf. Brad said that. That's cool. Is that near Yankee Springs or uh, where are you going to be? Uh, it's like a, a 35 miles v- south. VRBO south. or something, right? What's that? VRBO? You're doing a house yeah, yeah, or something? Yeah, we're doing yeah. an Airbnb at oh, nice. Cobb Lake. It's like a little lake, I don't know, 10 minutes north of Gun Lake. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to play. I'm hoping to play maybe Quail Ridge or something. Oh, you should be able to, cool. yeah. There's a couple courses that are pretty nice, even closer down in there, too. Well, uh, Bradley so, was saying that we got to get him to come south far enough to play Angels because he's never played Angels. So, 
Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. We can get it would be out. awesome, but I have Jess and the baby. The baby that's just what, turned one. That's what my old. wife and my baby are for: is to watch your huh. wife and your baby, so that there we can go. go if we golfing. could arrange something yes. like that, you know, that's so just an you idea. get out. You, yeah, I don't know, you know, if you can do four hours to do eighteen, but if you can get out first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. what we do is go at like seven thirty, eight o'clock. You can play in two hours mm-hmm. or less. I mean, that's the that's the goal. I'm trying to get out early. Yeah. I'll probably play yeah. three, four times out there. Awesome. Yeah, you should play it Angels. Stays, it stays uh, late, uh, light very late there, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Later and later. Yes. What time does it summer. get dark right it's like now? Nine. It's still pretty light out there right now. It's about 9.30, I'd say. must be. Huh. Yeah, as far yeah, as so visibility for now. golf, you can probably play till at least 9.30. That's nice. Yeah, That's nice. Absolutely. So has Brad got you to watch soccer at all? You know, I've watched it a little bit with him. I don't have nearly the bug that he does, but I get it. I understand why it's so cool to watch. I mean, it's just, it's it's pretty awesome to see the athleticism of those people. I mean, those guys are incredible. Does, uh, they does, really I, are. Does Brad sing you any of the songs while, while their games are going <laughs> any on? Any of the chants? Yeah, does no. he sing you? No. <laughs> uh, I, just, yeah. I just assumed he sang them to That's himself good. as the game was going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's watching those games all the time. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, I actually have only been watching for the past year, so he kind of got me into it. Really, I started watching. Just got you hooked, huh? Just yeah. hooked. I'm just hooked. I uh, I don't watch any other sports pretty much anymore. Really, isn't that crazy? Yeah, and I used to be huge NBA, definitely yeah. football. I'll, I'll still watch a little football, yeah. but. All soccer, all the time. That's great. Your this is pretty sport. cool the way you guys have this hooked up. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. How we, often do you do this? Once a week. Uh, every Tuesday. Yep. Every Tuesday. And then we post nice. it on, on Wednesday. This is episode 19. Episode 19. You started mid-January. <laughs> <laughs> the devil is our podcast name. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, all right, get... I'll let you guys get back at it, man. All right, all good right, to nice see you. you. Yeah, take yeah, care. Yeah, good to see you guys. All right, later. All right, bye. All right. Thank you, Father. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's a Thank hilarious. you for the rug. Yep. We'll See talk ya. to you later. Right. Love you. Yep. Love you. Take so that was, uh, Come on, that was your dad. I want you. That I was want my you, father. I want what you, you guys cut, talk about? I want oh, you God. to cut none of that from the podcast. All of Nothing that will be cut. Oh, oh, come so on. gold. It was. That's just pure gold. It was Everything fantastic. about it. Oh, it was. Boy. It was. He was like we. We just talked to gen- in general. We talked about golf and we talked about. We asked Michael. Asked him a little bit about soccer and. Um, I asked him if you sing to him while the games are going on, and he said no. <laughs> that would be normal. Oh, God. Oh, all right, boys. Well, back back on to the, uh, the football train. Where were we headed? I think we were on Devil's Truths. Thank you for my father's cameo there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah thank he you, had, he thank had you, one Scott. truth already, and the truth as a reminder was uh, it's a good thing for Tottenham that they did not buy anyone in the last two transfer windows. Yeah, honestly, I think that, you know, um, at the end of the season, you guys finished, you know, top four Champions League spot and you're playing in a Champions League final. So I think the results, you know, the the will of that team kind of speaks for, um, you know, not forcing, you know, a, a, a round peg into a square hole, so to speak. So that is definitely a truth. Um, I like the devil. Yes. Uh, the second truth uh Manchester United finishing second last season was a fluke. And, you know, maybe Mourinho was right. And I, I don't mean that from the fact Whoa. that I don't, I don't mean that from the fact, you know, of like I don't agree with Mourinho's, you know, coaching style um, the last year. His attitude definitely didn't help things. But as far his as personality. Like, well, yeah, his personality. <laughs> do, you liken, uh, do you liken him to Sari at all at this point? No, because I, you know, I think that. I think that, you know, in Chelsea, think about Chelsea, you know, they go through managers, you know, like they go through different kits, right? Like they change managers all the time. Um, you know, Mourinho won the league one year, and the following year they started off slow and they fired him. Um, same thing with uh, they ran Conte out of town after he won the league. So, I mean, it's, that being in London on that team with a bunch of plastic fans like Chelsea fans are, uh, you know. Damn right. So... I, I I think that Sorry probably got like I mean he definitely is tactically inflexible but he's not at all like Jose Mourinho I, I find Sorry entertaining at times especially in pref, press conferences especially when he's what like a, what smoking a phrase cigs. <laughs> yeah by the devil only the devil could put it so eloquently tactically what was it tactically 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 inflexible yes yeah that was 
that love that. Smooth. Oh, he I just threw it in there. Down uh, t- the uh, episode title. Yeah, tactically inflexible. Just like you know. we were tactically flexible when Scott uh, Tyndall came on and had a little convo there. Indeed. Very adaptable. <laughs> so, uh, another truth. Give, give us a truth about Man U. Uh, another hard one. Man United is five years away from competing for a Premier League title. And that's. <laughs> That's like what Man U fans probably did when they heard that. Uh, I mean, I'm. That's like, a long time. I, I've I've always like. I mean, they have lots of money, yes, but like they have to do the build correctly. You know, we tried throwing money at it, and if you look at like the last six years of sorrow, so to speak, um, we've been trying to buy the fixes, and that Second was place last year. Just a reminder. Yeah. Relative <laughs> sorrow, we got we got you. But it's not. It's yes, but it's. Um, it's not the same as like the way we built those, you know, winning teams where we bought prudently. You know, we spent a little bit here and there, but never really tried to buy the whole squad. A lot. I mean, I think that you know some of the some of the stuff they've been linked to, obviously in the summer, is just because they're a big club and you know they spent stupidly in the past. But I also like some of the the younger players they've been linked with. So I think that you know if they do it the right way, um, I think that you're looking at more like five years out, and that's fine. Because I think that if they do it the right way and they build towards that goal long term, as opposed to what have you done for me lately, I think the long term health of the club will be better. So, yes, I think they're five years away from seriously contending. Um, I'll meet you in the middle and say like three years. But if you look at second place with a team managed by Mourinho and that you didn't love a fluke year with that kind of talent, could could. Could happen. Uh, you know more than I, but here, that's fair. Here's, that's fair. Here's You're being all, realistic, and here's my here's my one caveat. And I think that we should, like without like going down the rabbit hole here. Um, you know, the Premier League is incredibly rich and getting richer. Um, you know, you, you bring in a club like Aston uh, uh, Villa just got promoted, and you know, I know they just came from the Championship, but they have big money backers. Um, Newcastle is being linked to being bought by, um, you know, Man City's cousin. Boo. Um, Boo. You know, you know a, a billionaire. But maybe he's like the cool cousin. Yeah, but you know? they got they have all of the resources, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. They have. They all already th- had money, right, Jim? Who? They already had some money. Newcastle, uh, I, I thought. Oh a little no, bit. Mike Ashley. I mean, they're they're a big club in the sense of like their supporters and the stadium and everything else. But Mike Ashley, <coughs> excuse me. Didn't have a lot of extra cash to splash, and maybe he did, but he just wasn't. But I think that you know, if they bring in somebody like that who's gonna like, throw down money the same way Man City does, now you're talking about like, I mean, how long is it before we start talking about like uh, top eight clubs, top nine clubs? So, does that make you yearn for a salary cap in any way? No, not at all. I, I, I love the. Uh, I mean, there's, I mean, as an American, there's nothing more capitalistic than uh, not having a salary cap, right? Like, you know, when we talk about capitalism, like. You know, open market. I like that. There's no, there's a, there's no cap on it. Um, I think that all these clubs are making so much money now that they have the availability to spend. I mean, Fulham spent what, like over a hundred, hundred million pounds, and they still got relegated. So, the money's gonna get spent. <laughs> Might not be spent wisely, but it's gonna get spent. Fair enough. Good truths. Oh, Good truths. Yep. Anything else, Jim? Any less truths? Um. You could jump wherever you want. Uh, Maybe into my delicate arms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd say the truth is that uh, I will continue to be truthful about how I feel about Manchester United, and I'll never uh, be. I'll, like, I'll always be proud, but I'm never going to beat my chest and live in the past. Like I'm looking towards the future, and I think that more Man United fans should do the same. Yeah, I feel like this last year you guys were all in the corner with your D's out, just kind of secretly playing with them, you know. Well, it's been, you know, it was yeah, it was the it, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it was a, shout out Scott. Yeah, it was. Uh, now he's gonna listen to it for sure. Oh no, it was uh, the twenty year anniversary right of the trouble. So talk about living in the past, you know. Um, that's all we hung our hats on uh, off of a otherwise disappointing season. So. I'm looking what, looking uh, forward. What were the elements of that treble? Uh, they won the FA Cup, the Premier League, and the uh, Champions League all in the mm, same season. That's so. nice. That's, that's yummy. The one you want. That's yeah. the treble you want. Carabao, FA, you know. That's like one combined. 
Right. It's still, I mean, it's, it's still impressive. Man City is very yeah, impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, absolutely. Um, you did, you can, you guys can both go ahead and jump in here and remind all of any City fans that are listening that, you know, they've never played in a Champions League final, unlike a team that you guys might root for. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Pep. <laughs> a lot of, uh, a lot of news, a lot of news coming in here as we slide into the Champions League finals Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Crazy. You guys, I've got an inward boner thinking about it. You guys it. ready to talk about that? You guys want to preview that game on Saturday? You prepared mentally? Sure, sure. Emotionally? Actually, tell us your truths. Why don't we slide into truths about the Champions League from your perspective? Uh, the truth is... You guys are have had a great season, and I don't think that it's going to be a very competitive game on Saturday. I think Liverpool walks all over you. And I don't mean that to be mean. I'm not trying to just get your guys to go. I just think that Liverpool is incredibly talented. Like, they're just as good as Man City, and I, I think you guys pulled wonders at Man City, but... <laughs> Yeah. Um, Liverpool is how, Liverpool how is very is Tottenham good. Tottenham even here? It, it just makes no sense at all. They, they earned but, it. They earned it. Like, they earned yeah. every bit of it. You know, it's that's why I think that Tottenham has a chance because if you look at the way the Champions League knockout rounds go, the games are just frenetic. It's like a completely different ball game than you're used to seeing. And uh, the the you, you never know the juxtaposition from the first leg to the second leg, right? Like everyone's like holding their breath yeah. in that first leg, and the second leg is just like all out sprinting around like crazy people. Heart attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, that first leg is always an interesting watch because as long as you stay close, even one o two o. I mean, let's be honest. What was the Man U's comeback? Man United's comeback against PSG two nil. Two nil. Yeah. Yep. But that's why I think they have a shot. Neutral location. Let me just a crazy event. Let me ask you guys a question. And again, not trying to poke the bear here, but in 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 the current form that you guys have been in in the Champions League, right? You guys have had a good run um, so far. Do you think, with the form you've been in, do you guys think that you guys would be better suited to play this final with <laughs> Harry starting on the bench, or him in the starting lineup? And I don't mean that for, like obviously talent wise, like he's the guy, like bench. he needs to be there. But, no. like, you know, he hasn't played with the team in a competitive game in over, what, two months now? Um, yeah. It's, it's just a how, question. It's a, uh, I think it's a legitimate question. The question is how injured is he? That's, that's what we don't know. Right. But. Absolutely. I mean, if he's fit, if he's fit I mean, you got to start Harry Kane. So he's one of the best fucking strikers <clears throat> in the entire world. Yeah, all, all good, good stuff, Jim. I don't. I don't disagree with you having that take on the dominance that could that could be uh, shown by Liverpool. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So I think that's one of the couple of one of the couple of scenarios that could play out. Um, I don't know if you start Harry. I, I don't feel like he's fully fit. He's just in the team, fully training, end of last week. So you're looking at a week, and also to say on current form. Do you keep current form when you don't play for three weeks? I don't. I don't know. Um, I, I don't have enough familiarity with this level, and I've, I've never had a squad be in a Champions League final where you actually take a break. So I'll trust Pochettino, and whatever he does, I'll go with and be happy about. Uh, you don't ever want to say we're just happy to be here, but fuck, we're just happy to be here. It's beautiful that Spurs are even involved again, dominating the, the news cycle. You got. Musa fucking Sissoko going up with Pochettino's side at Pochettino's side doing media interviews for the whole world. It's just uh, a couple of weeks and, and now the last couple of days to soak it up and and be happy with the progress of the squad overachieving for sure. Yeah, I, I think you don't start Harry, though. I think I think you put him on the bench and and you bring him in if you're looking at a penalty situation or maybe extra time and you want to put him in the 70th, 80th minute. Sure, go ahead. But if he's not fully fit, then you'd be doing the players who got through the quarterfinal and semifinal without Harry a disservice in some ways. Not um, not putting Lucas and and Sonny in the, in the match. But I could see I can see both sides. So I don't really have a strong opinion. There is no place in the. Let's get it clear that there's no place in the finals without Harry fucking Kane in the in the group stage. He was everything to this run. So. 
Damn like, right. Uh, yeah, Love I it. mean, and the players and the team realize, like, oh, Harry Kane, he's our captain. They wouldn't be offended if he started. They would understand, I would think. But for all the reasons you said, yeah, go with Pochettino. And we will soak it all up. <laughs> oh, I'd love to be soaked after this match one with a win. Gosh, it could happen. Terrible That's the thing. It, it totally, totally could happen, and it's one match. You never know. Uh, but I do expect Liverpool to win, and I, I might, we might as well go with predictions. I will what go. The? I will go three two, three two Liverpool. Uh, late goal by Spurs to get back to three two. So three one. Uh, heading into maybe the latter stages of the game. I've got a couple questions. It's uh, full overtime than PKs. Extra yes. time than PKs, yep. Yeah, yeah two, extra, two periods of extra time, uh, two 15 I don't periods. Know. I don't know. It's just such a – it's so hard to predict, but I'll just go – I'm going to go 4-3 Tottenham. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's a lot of goals. Oh, that would be so much fun. That would be incredibly yeah. fun. That would like I, as a neutral. It would be as a neutral. Maybe it'll be zip zip. As a neutral, more <laughs> leaning towards Tottenham. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, I, I still fucking hate Liverpool. I'm looking forward to a good game, but I mean, I am rooting for Tottenham in this. Four uh, three would be breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's on our side. Yes. Hope so. Yeah. Four yeah. three would be breathtaking. I mean, if I'm gonna do it, I might as well do it big. You know. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's nice. I agree. Jurgen Klopp's been here twice now. He lost both times. Once to uh, That's true. Once to Bayern yeah. Munich when he was with Dortmund and and not, uh, last year against Real Madrid. Um, you know, I think that I don't think that his tactics are bad, but you know, Pochettino is pretty solid tactically, and you give him three weeks to prepare. You, you would think that tactically his team is going to be very well prepared. Um, I think just based on healthy talent wise and form um again three weeks you're right brad that's a long time but like uh on last we saw them form um i'm gonna say liverpool two nothing and i think it's one nothing late and liverpool um puts one in late but i think they also dominate a lot of the attacking chances i like it yeah that's fine that's a fine prediction i wouldn't be surprised how do you think um Teams have not been very successful at attacking Liverpool all year. How do you think they are vulnerable, if they are at all? And something w- that Poach, you know, w- what, 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 what can he exploit? I would, I would sit Urente right on top of Matip if Matip is starting. Like, pull him away from, like, uh, put somebody pacey, you know, on the right side, like, like Mora. And let him go on that right side against uh, you know Van Dyke and Robertson, and Van Dyke's got to go over and help Robertson, and then plant Urente square on Matip and play those deep balls in, and you know he can play it off to Delhi to Erickson, and that's how you generate counterattacks. I think that's um, that'd be my guess. I think that's where their weaknesses and defenses, Matip. Can we just pause and? <laughs> Understand that Jimmy is, yes, talking about, first of all, Spurs in the Champions League final. Thank you very much. And the potential of Fernando Llorente, 34-year-old, beautiful-looking Spaniard dumbass, starting for Spurs in a Champions League final. Sorry, I just had to, had to yep. plug that real quick. It's amazing. I, it's amazing. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not t- I'm not shying away from that one. Um, yeah, fully embracing Llorente. <laughs> Jesus. So if Harry if Harry plays, what kind of formation would you predict? Oh, that's a good question for Bradley. Oh, I don't know, man. I I think the big question is do you do you play a little bit more lockdown with four at the back, or do you get into yeah. your weird wing back action and try and press forward and, and beat Liverpool at their game? Because I I think Tottenham yeah. needs to sit back. I think it I think they got to be counterattacked. You think it behooves My- them? I think it behooves them, yep. And then maybe in the second half, open it up a little more. But a tie would absolutely benefit Tottenham. And, and they're dangerous on the counterattack. You can't forget that. It's not a bad strategy. It's fair. It's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be so much fun. And I still am debating, like, trying to get a group together to watch it, like, with Helder and and uh, and whoever. Because I'm... I don't know. I, I don't know if I can watch it with the, people or or if I need to watch it alone. But from, I bet I'll end up watching with from people. From personal experience, 
I've watched the last three that Man United played in by myself, and I actually enjoyed it a lot more. Because, yeah. like, when it comes to, like, very intense games like that, like, I don't want someone talking me through it or, you know, I, I love my friends, but also don't, like, if they're, like, you know, not personally engaged in it, like, God bless them for having a good time getting drunk, but shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch the game. So I, yeah, I struggle I, when there's <laughs> people around not to talk. Like, I'm that way myself. And I, I did you hear in the last episode, like, I realized I had never watched with anybody. Yes, that is, that, is, that is a wild statistic, by the way. I, I didn't believe you when you said that, but that's crazy. Actually, you know what it is? I, I found that it was a lie. I was thinking about it. Joel, who we had on the podcast two ago, I did watch one game with him. I watched Liverpool Spurs uh, early in the year. Okay. Maybe the first game that you can watch with us could be in London, Micah, or Manchester. Oh, that would be lovely. Hmm. You know what I was thinking? This is a very weird tangent, if you give me a second. Go ahead. Wouldn't it be it's much cooler about, if the exhibition games in the United States were against English football championship teams and not Premier League teams? Could just you know, just get a better game. Uh, I'd be all about it if like Darby you're, County. Came you're essentially and seeing DC a United. championship team, right? Because most of those guys that actually play in these international matches end up being loanies or on the reserve squads anyway. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, that would be interesting, Mike. It would. It'd still be good Fun. quality. Yeah. That, I don't know. I just thought that randomly when I was watching Aston Villa and Derby, which let's go there. Might as well jump into that real quick. Brad, you sat, you sounded like you watched the whole game. I watched most of it. Jimmy, did you catch any? I did not. I only watched the highlights, unfortunately. Got it. Entertaining for sure. Michael, what did you see? Uh, it was a really fun game. It was fun. I don't know how good Aston Villa will be in the Premier League next year because there's a lot of holes everywhere on the field. But Aston Villa dominated the game. For like I don't know, first seventy minutes, got up two uh, zero, and then Derby County, Derby County, whatever, put put one in what like the eightieth, and then from there just onslaught at the goal for the next seventeen minutes, seven minutes of injury time, so many good chances, they could have equalized. It was crazy mayhem, you know. The article that Brad sent around about how much money they'd get if they won the game added so much drama to it in the background, like. The game is crazy, and I liked it. <laughs> Agreed. A lot of fun. Good for Villa. Good for Jack Grealish. Um, that was, yeah, it, it's amazing. And you think about it, that's the so third-place game. Right? Uh, I think he He's, signed a contract in the offseason, but I could be wrong. Yeah, he did. He signed an extension, I think, through, like, 2023. So the only way he was getting sold is if they didn't get promoted. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so good for him, good for Villa. Um, I thought the statistic that Jimmy dug up was very interesting, which uh, you can correct me, Jim, but I want to say it'll be the something like 104th season of top flight English football for Villa, which is second only to Everton. Everton. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good stat. Yeah, they're, uh, yeah. They're, only, they're one of only five English clubs to ever win the European Championship. They beat... Oh, Bayern Munich, I want to say, like, 1980, 81, something like that. Wow. Um, so, like, they they, cool. they have hit high highs. You know, they, um, they're they one of the founding members of the Premier League in 92. They're one of the founding members of the first division way back in, like, 1888. Um, you know, a historic club, a big club. Uh, um, Attendance-wise, they averaged 36,000 fans this year, which would have been... Very um, good. Which would have been 10th in the Premier League. Um, let alone the championship. Um, so they're, you know, they are a good-sized club. They, they've been down for three years now, um, coming back, you know, with new ownership. We'll see. They're going to have to open up the pocketbooks. Because a lot of those, like Mike O'Dear point, a lot of those players that even you saw them come up with were a lot of loanies. Like Tammy Abraham, their starting striker, is a, a Chelsea player. Um, Scored well, a goal. Yeah, he did it. A couple other guys, too. So they're going to have to address some of that stuff. Um, as well, coming back to the Premier League, but uh, um, I think I told you guys from before the game, like I was kind of hoping they'd come back just because I grew up with them being around in the Premier League, and um, I think the Premier League is better off having them in it. So it's fair, Jim. Real quick, uh, do teams that get promoted typically adjust up their players' wages 
automatically across the board? Are there raises across the board? Is that is that do you know if that's typical or not? I, just kind of curious. I don't know about like um, as far as like just automatically. I think that some of those players, especially you when think they they get a big ass bonus it, in every contract. Well, I, I think I think that a lot of those players when they sign for those teams that are in the championship with the uh, with the goal of making the Premier League have some sort of like. Um, you know, escalator in their contract if they are able to reach the the Premier League. So, um, I don't know that if every that applies to everybody, um, or just you know it's certain players it. that they sign. They but. know the stakes. You know, they they know the stakes playing for a second division team. Any player is going to negotiate the, that shit into their contract. Well, the the problem the problem be. is is that a lot, a lot of those guys that you are signing that are maybe like quote unquote like borderline Premier League talent that are coming down to play for you in the championship. Um, the risk is if you sign those guys, which they have the last three years, and then you don't make the Premier League, that they're gone. So it's hard to build a team when mm-hmm. you guys ha- have guys coming in and out all the time. So you do have to have guys like Jack Grealish who want to commit and be there, and you know stay the course and um, reap the benefits when it when it comes to them. So nice. Oh, show, and they leapfrogged. Happy Trails, Leeds United, West Brom. They were in fifth in that table. So. Yes. English Football League Championship. Good on you. That playoff is pretty fun. 4-3-6. Ooh, good Number new term. Seed. Good on you uh, from Michael. I like that. I have a can lot we, of Australian friends. I really do. Can we do a little uh, sorrow, happy trails, cheers to uh, our uh, podcast um, uh, pets, Sunderland, losing yeah, in the final? Yeah, I was going to ask. Oh. Before it went out to Charlton? Charlton? Charlton Athletic. Charlton Athletic. (laughs) Carlton Athletic. Do the Carlton, baby. (laughs) I don't know why I think it's Carlton, because there's an H. It's clearly the Charlton sound. You could be forgiven. How how many times did I say via on this podcast? Many, many times. Yes, I was very wrong. I will crack one for Sunderland. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, buddies. Uh, a Dutch boy got got the two goals for Aston Villa. What's his face? Oh, Abraham El, scored one. El, 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 El Ghazi or El Ghazi? Yeah, El Ghazi. Oh, he got one, and then McGinn got the yeah. other. Mm. So 44th minute, 59th minute, and then Derby County 81st minute for their goal. Chippy. It's fun. It's fun. So we'll see Aston Villa next year, baby. See you, boys. That's right. That would be a fun. Maybe we should go to uh, Tottenham Villa for our Eng- England trip. You want to go to Birmingham? I think we need to. Yeah, we need to hit do Birmingham. That's Stafford. where Peaky. That's Peaky Blinders. Birmingham, hey, man. Bir- Tommy Birmi- fucking is, Shelby. Is uh is Birmingham also where Wolverhampton is? If I'm not mistaken, or that general area? I'm pretty sure. Someone uh someone fact checked me. Stats and info. Um. Please, because that would at Rooster Devil. Tell us the truth. <laughs> we're we yearn for it. Helder, mostly Helder. You're you're a loyal listener. Helder, look it up for me and text it to me. We love you, Helder. Yes, correct, Jim. <laughs> if you're looking, uh, if you look it up, it looks like Wolverhampton is essentially a suburb town of Birmingham. So they're right there. I would imagine, along with Leicester, right next to Leicester, actually. Yeah, um, I would imagine yeah. that there's like you know some built-in tensions um, through there as well. So I look forward to some of those games. I would love to see. Uh, like honestly, how about this? You, you want to talk about dream scenario? Let's uh, let's get our friend Chris. Um, let's all four of us go to a Wolverhampton Aston Villa game. Uh, that would be that would be incredible. You can show us around, yeah, and then absolutely. drive up to Manchester. Take the train up to Manchester. Yes. Go to a match, and then finish off in London. We'll be over there for three weeks. I'll uh, I'll leave my <laughs> divorce settlement with my wife on the table when I leave because I know that I'm not welcome back. Um, Dude, yeah. we could do that Just in four days easily. Fine. I feel like I could get away with that. Four days. Well, we could four do it in four days. days if there's those games in four we, days. we got to find that. Touche. De- we find that, that perfect window. It depends if she can go or not. It depends if maybe we could have the women tag along. No, you all have a newborn. Yeah, exactly. Your life is over for a year. Oh, I'll, no. It's my second kid. My life was over, you know, seven months ago when I conceptualized the idea. It's double um, over. Yeah. It's double over. No, that's not fair. My kids are wonderful. Or my child is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And I assume that yeah. next one Rowan's will be good. legit. 
Rowan's a good one. Oh, oh, he made it all wholesome there. I, I, life's fine for me too. Oh, I, life's fine. I just wanted to throw it in there because God, God damn it, it's over. God forbid that, like, you know, when we when this this podcast ends in like twenty more episodes. Just kidding. Um, you know, like, like I tell no. my daughter on my deathbed, like, once upon a time I did a podcast. <laughs> And then she like and goes talk back and like, shit about you. and like she goes back to like hear my voice, you know, just one last time. I gotta hear dad's voice, and I'm sitting here talking about like fucking kids are ruining my life. That's that's the funniest <laughs> part about doing this podcast is now we have like 20 hours of us speaking. Yes, on the internet. So if I die, I would imagine that my wife's gonna dig through these episodes. So shout out Jessica. Yes. Shout out Jess, and shout out Jess on Harry Kane's goal totals being inflated. It's not unfair. Oh, yeah. It's not unfair. My counter argument would be every team has a designated penalty taker. And I made this these argument. are the people who are the best at finishing. And Harry, I think, has only missed two or three penalties in but, his entire career. I mean, so. really, the better but argument that's would just be him just taking credit for other people's goals. That would be the better inflated argument. God damn it. Let's not go there. <laughs> That'll tra- you want to trigger me? Did you know? That's it. Did you know? That's Luis, Su- Luis Suarez played in 35 Premier League games and scored 31 goals without a single penalty one season. Dude, Suarez, Suarez. for Liverpool was insane yeah. when he wasn't biting people. Hashtag. Cool talk. Hashtag that was IX. that year. He he was suspended for biting. He got he only he played thirty five games. If yeah. only he wouldn't have bitten, he would have no scored forty goals. goals. Thirty one. That hey. is amazing. Oh, that's it's another amazing. hats off to the IX Academy there. Um, he came through IX. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he really? Yes. Are you kidding me? I'm dead serious. Yeah, I had no idea, man. Liverpool, Liverpool, wow. bought, Liverpool bought him from IX. So, um, you know, Goodbye. other players like <laughs> you just exploded my brain with that fact. Zl- Zlatan Ibrahimovic also coming through IX. What? No. Well, I, mean, I fucking love IX. He, he started at Mold, but yeah, as a very young player, I want to say very, very early twenties, he went to IX before he went. That's to the rest right. Of yeah, I've watched the highlight. I have that highlight yeah. tape of Zlatan that's like twenty minutes long, and if you haven't watched it, shout out. Well, maybe we'll tweet it. Um, it's incredible, and he, it, you do see him in his IX days in those videos. That, yes. I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. I played uh, my club soccer career was on the Midland Park IX. That a boy, Michael. Shout, yeah. <laughs> shout out IX. Shout out IX. I played uh, Mike U10, Steenstra. U11, U12. I played U12 twice actually. I played up with them one year. Michael is a good deal. a good soccer player. I like playing with him. He's you know, crafty. I just, but I but I stopped development at like age thirteen, so I had like no. Development for a couple years, but yeah, you and me but, both, brother. But when you play Americans, like you're super fast, so like that really fast. helped. So yeah, because we just booted the ball and sprinted to it. Let's let's no just doubt. say, although I don't know, let's I played just, defensive center mid, and I had one good coach out of my three club soccer years. My one good coach was a uh, very good. Like he taught us positions and. Which I had never had before, which is crazy at 12 years old to not, like, learn what a position is. Playing club soccer, paying for it. Crazy. Yeah. I don't want you. It's like everyone just wanted to score goals. Um, it's like, put me at striker. Put me at striker. I was that way, too. I was like, give me to the front, motherfucker. I want to score a goal. I need, like, a full hour episode <laughs> to talk about everything that's wrong with youth travel soccer in the United States. So we won't go that far. But I will say I that. I liked playing defense. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed playing with both of you guys, um, Michael. You were you were a welcome addition. Mostly, I was happy that your wife came and played because she was probably like the best girl to have on your co-ed team because um, she oh, was really girl, good. Yeah, because she could finish every every once in a blue. Yeah, and that's all you need out of your your Absolutely. ladies in the co-ed. Absolutely, it was good times. So I we played one team. This girl was she went to University of Maryland, dominated everybody. <laughs> it, it was yeah. just. It was just crazy. Those like, those girls are she was so really good. good. Like it's like I I am actually I I will watch the uh, women's World Cup. Um, I, I oh yeah, we should cover it a little bit. I think we should. Like it, I, I, it's yeah. exciting. You know, um, it sucks that the you know we're we'll making commitment right now. We're gonna cover that shit. We got it's a long summer, baby. It sucks that the female balone. Uh, I got my slaughter because I can't speak French. The Balloon d'Or winner or whatever for for females. Balloon d'Or. Yeah, that the one. The balloon d'Or. Yeah, that one for for females isn't playing in the World Cup, so that sucks. 
Hey, fun facts, by the way, related I'm glad to you that. Knew her name. It's it's really sad. It's Anna Hederberger from Norway. There you go. What's your fun fact, Brad? So, fun fact uh, related to the Women's World Cup. Tottenham Hotspur at Hotspur Way, the state-of-the-art facility, now alongside the state-of-the-art stadium and the state-of-the-art fucking manager, uh, are hosting the U.S. women's national team. They will be using, leading up to the Women's World Cup for their training facility, Hotspur Way, which I think is pretty cool. They've got a couple of players on the squad who are big uh, Spurs supporters. And uh, I just think, that, I don't know, it's kind of a cool connection. Awesome. So I was reading up on that. And, uh, yeah, looking. For, I, I will definitely watch some matches as well. I think Absolutely. Uh, U.S is an outstanding squad and program and um, maybe the guys can learn something from that. That's the best part, right? We can watch a World Cup, like a senior World Cup final where the U.S. actually might win it. It's it's a wonderful... Our women's team dominates. They're good. They are really good. They've only won three World Cup uh, titles, though. I mean, it's not like they're winning all of them. Only three? Three more than our (laughs) our Michael Bradley and the boys. They probably won more games in like five years than the U.S. men's team has won in all those years. But it's a good thing we pay the men's team more. God bless them. Anyways, well, I mean, yeah, let's not get into that because yep. I'm of the yeah. Let's not get into that. Marketing stupid. I disagree with everything that goes along with that. I have a lot of a strong. I have a lot of strong opinions about that. But right, yeah, no one listens to this it's podcast. Not good. Let's just say it. No, I don't want to. I don't want to get into an argument. I just think uh, the free market will dictate what the free market will dictate. Yes. Period. That's all I'm a period and end of story. And it's. Yep. Uh, I agree. Quote unquote unfair. Life's not fair. If they're not getting the percentage of the revenue that the men's team gets, then right. yes, that is a absolute one hundred percent problem. One hundred percent. As long as the percentages yep. are clean. Correct. That's no my. That's my take. But I don't know. Are they not clean? If they're not, that's wrong. Agreed. Uh, yeah, for sure. So. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, we I don't get political. Very here, often here's here, here's the thing. The here's the thing. If I wanted to be, you know, supporting a team that had the most money in the world and I just cared about money, then I would, you know, be a Yankees fan or a City fan. Um, and it sucks that City has more money than me. But you know what? They have more fans and they have more money infused into them. And that's that really is unfortunate. Uh, but I support Spurs. They're a little bit smaller. They can't spend as much money. It's a shitty analogy. Um, now that I think about it, <laughs> all right, I got a question for yeah. you, you asshole. Here, here it is. You put this in our text. You said, "Is Dwayne Holmes Carter Vickers?" I know. I was just Why fucking with you because I was fucking dick. with you because <laughs> oh, of your gaff. It's part of your agenda. Part of his agenda. It's part of my agenda with the free market. Dwayne, little Dwayne Holmes didn't even play. I'm glad that you knew who Dwayne Holmes was, Michael, or roundabout way. I think it's cool. I didn't know who Dwayne Holmes was. I actually went home or I got on my computer and Googled who Dwayne Holmes was because of you. So good on you. That's the beauty of the podcast is every time you guys bring up an idea, I'm like, oh, just go down that rabbit hole. You still got to call up. That's what we do. He's still got to call up um, for the Gold Cup camp, so we'll see if he actually sticks with the team or not. Yeah. So you saw that uh, 40-man roster. Actually, Gold Cup's really coming up. I'm going to talk with Derek tomorrow. Uh, We're going to interview a guy from the U.S. Soccer Blog again about the upcoming Gold Cup. Kind of exciting. We got some men's national team action this summer. Dwayne Holmes on there. But when do they make cuts? By the way, when when do they make cuts? Before we get to that, Google Uh, it while Jim is talking. Deal. Yeah, I think they'll whittle down pretty quickly. Um. Yeah, not a lot of, like, incredible surprises. I think that, like, when I texted you guys, I didn't read that, um, the whole Josh Sargent bit. The reason he got called up is because, like, they intentionally left him off the U-20 uh, World Cup squad, mostly so he could take part with the senior team. So I, I, I would have ventured if, he, if they intentionally left him off the U-20 World Cup squad that he'll probably get that final call for the Gold Cup, which is good. That seems like a positive note. Um, mostly... Uh, I just, just I want to be young. I feel like that's the most important thing for this tournament. Let's be young and good, not just stable. Yeah, what well, the problem is 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 we have an MLS coach with an MLS mindset, and I'm not saying like I I want them to be successful. Like I don't want it to sound like you know like 
fuck all to any person that coaches MLS. They could win the Gold Cup. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be that would be fantastic. With MLS. I mean, can they? Like, I don't think they're better in Mexico. I don't think that MLS talent is better than Mexico. Like, Mexico is still like the class of the Concacaf. Um, Clearly, I like I, I I would like to see more of the young guys play MLS or not. I guess is you're right. I think I agree with that sentiment that you want to see. You know, how are we building for the next World Cup qualifying cycle? Like, what are the guys that are going to take us into the World Cup 2022 and and beyond. You know, like a lot of the guys that we talk about all the time, the 18, 19, 20 year olds that we you know drool over, like McKinney and Pulisic and and Tyler Adams. Tyler is, Adams is, just is the class of the bunch. I think. Yeah, I, this dude is amazing. He he's, he just makes RB Leipzig so much better, and he's smooth and so he so makes that's my about like, anybody. Yeah. Like that's the player. You're, you're excited. You're excited for the possibility of 2022, and you're just absolutely frothing at the mouth to see this team at their prime 2026 when they're playing on home soil, right? You know, like that. I'm not sold on McKenney. I don't. I, I think Weston. that's. I think it goes to his club, right? He plays. In, he played literally almost every position on the field. Like they Schalke, didn't. Yeah, yeah, they didn't play him at one position. Schalke wasn't particularly good this year. But. He just is. I, I don't know. He 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 flings his body around, which is good. You know, you, you possess a lot of balls that way. But I don't know. He just seems reckless on the field. But he is young. You know, part of being uh, an adult is learning how to use his speed correctly on the field. So you never know. Yep. It's, um, fr- it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Who else? Who else? But, uh, Tim Weah. He's in the U twenty World Cup right now. Yeah, which makes sense. Like I'm glad that he's getting some time there. Uh, I'm interested to see where he goes. You know, club wise this off season. I think the defense is really the most intriguing area, just because we have a lot of talent in, uh, you know, League One and Two of English football, and I'm sure it's spread out all over the place. Uh, Bundesliga too. John Brooks has been. In He'll he'll start he'll start at center back for the U.S. Men's National Team. Right. Oh, well, Dwayne no, he's Holmes at Swansea. He's not, he, did, he didn't get called up. Well, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. I kill you. <laughs> no, I was, I'll say damn, Brooks. He didn't get called up. Fucker. He's hurt, so I'm cutting this part out. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get called up. No. They got another thing wrong. Brooks is hurt, so he's not playing this Gold Cup. Yeah. Um, neither Sorry. is neither is Yedlin. No, uh, no word on when the team will be cut back. By the way, no date. Yeah, they kind of good sleuthing. <laughs> they kind of just go with it over a couple of. Uh, well, uh, they have what? They have one game in DC coming up, right? Right, Mako against Ecuador, like a friendly. Uh, US MNT plays Jamaica Wednesday, June fifth, in a friendly at seven p.m. And they play Venezuela Sunday, two p.m. in a friendly. Uh, June 9, and then Gold Cup starts June 18th versus Guyana. Ooh. And then uh, Trinidad and Tobago after that, match day 2 of 3 in the group stage, and then Panama. So we are with Guyana, who the heck is that, Trinidad and Tobago, and Panama. All right, so no word on the dates for the men's national team, by the way. Um, they just said it'll be trimmed back at some point. I know that uh, some cuts have been made, actually, for other squads, like England, uh, not including Harry Winks, which he's hurt or has been hurt, so that's not terribly surprising. And then the other Spurs player, gosh darn it, I'm forgetting who it is. It's, I think it's Dyer, actually, who wasn't included. And he's had illness and the appendix out and injuries throughout the year, so I guess... Jimmy, when you see squad players for the national team who haven't been in form or at least playing, is that it's pretty common that they get dropped from the forty man? Yeah, I mean if they if they haven't really performed, you know, with their clubs recently, it's surprising that they get called up. Um, but if the guys are like you know facing knocks or a lot of that stuff, um, you know the. Uh, <clears throat> um, when they're facing Knox, a lot of times they don't make that that final twenty three. You know, um, sure. So it, it, I would be surprised. You know, in the case of Dwayne Holmes, who didn't play in that championship final, um, I would be surprised to see him make the final twenty three, even if he was in form, just because he's he, he's just coming off a knock. So yeah. Fair enough. So then uh, England still has something to play for, right? What's 
like League of Nations, is that what it's called? Something like that? Yeah. How does that, how does that work? It's uh it's new. Um I know it's actual competitive soccer. I can't remember I don't think it affects qualifying, but I'm not sure. I, I honestly it's 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 very new. I, think it's I don't know much about to it. Euro League. Is that possible? Um I know that they were talking about uh I know that they were talking about using it for that. I don't know if it is. It's very new. I just I, I don't know enough about it to speak about it. Sure. So we're rant status at this point. Rants. Rant me. Rant me timbers. I have a rant. I have a rant. Do it up. Do it up. I don't know. Maybe it's a soliloquy. We'll Ooh. see. We'll see where this goes. Our vocabulary, by the way, is outstanding tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree. Let me try to put this eloquently then. Mm. The whole time, episode 19, Brad said earlier to his father who was on the podcast, we've been slamming the MLS. I've been saying, listen, people, the MLS, it's not good enough for this podcast. Fuck the MLS. I don't care about the MLS. It stinks. Everything about it smells like poo-poo. But today... I received a rejection letter from their communications department. I applied as a as a representative of Rooster and the Devil to cover DC United and, and maybe gather a nugget of audio here for the podcast. <laughs> and, and I was denied by them, and they said, no, Rooster and the Devil, you're not good enough for the MLS. And what I say to that is, fuck the MLS and fuck DC United. And if I ever root for DC United, you'd catch me dead, and I hate DC United, and I will now forever be against them, and I hope that they lose, and if they could get relegated, they would, because fuck them, and fuck the guy in the email, I believe his name is Chris. Shout out Chris! (laughs) Holy Toledo! Yeah, I figured that was heading that way when you said rejection. Alright, fair enough, fair enough, good rant, good rant. Check the tweets, yo. Jim, you I got anything? I posted the email. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, I, I have nothing approaching that. Like, uh, I would say that they, they would listen to this, but it'd probably take him, like, 30 minutes via VAR to actually get a fucking answer, so it's not worth checking into it. Um, yeah, that must, like, is, is brutal. I tried. I, I tell you guys every year that I'm going to, oh, but Mike O this year, I told Tyndall the last two years, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try. Just sunk in with me. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, sl- it's a slow just, burn, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, any rants? No, I, I, I try. I, I really do. I, I want to. I want to so badly. As an American <laughs> who loves soccer, I want to love the MLS. And the product is just terrible. Um, and I, I, I always think about that when I see like some of our followers who are MLS fans and like, God bless you for being so, I think that it's important Mm -hmm. that you, they are, they are out there. Well, and I think that it can be fun. Probably. I'd probably be more fun if we had a a team in the area, like you have DC United where you live, but like we're Tyndall, we're close, but we're we're, Maryland would be cool. Right. We're how about a Maryland club where Tyndall and I live, like there's no one even like remotely close. So it's not like we can go like the bar and see like a supporters group, you know, on Saturday, Watching the game, I think that I might like it a little bit more if that was the case. Um, it's just bad product. I'd be a season ticket holder. Yeah, if there was an ML, if there's an GR, I'd be a season ticket holder, and there's no question. And that's the problem with the closed system is that a city like GR won't ever be there. Yep, million metro. It's big enough, but you know, absolutely for for the soul of soccer, like that's a big enough city. This is America, son. Like it's all about money. It's not about actual sport. It's not about no sport see, at all. I just want to call out a, this tweet I saw was hilarious earlier. It just said, oh, so how does this work? Does Aston Villa have to pay $200 million for the expansion fee now? <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> I enjoyed that yes. immensely. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, Epic. I, I will probably tr- like try. And I keep trying throughout the summer. You know, Luckily, we have the U.S. men's national team this summer, but uh, I try to fill dead space with... MLS. Maybe we'll follow the playoffs. Let me put it this way, and maybe like you guys probably disagree, but like 
I find myself watching baseball in the summertime over MLS. Like, that's how bad it is, if that's any sort of indicator for you. so. And actually, that's a good reminder. You sent us a text that you'll be at a baseball game during Champions League final. I will. You're not even going to watch. I'm not. Dang. No. You won't catch any? Again, again, we were just talking earlier about, uh, um, you know, loved ones listening to this later. I love my wife very much, and that's why I'm going to a baseball game with her on Saturday. At the and exa- if she's listening, rest in peace, Jimmy. <laughs> at the... Yeah, at the exact time that the Champions League game is starting. If you, like, you better believe that I'm going to be, like, you know, watching the game on my phone, like, as we're, the game's on, because it's, it's baseball, and I won't miss anything, but... You know what you got to do is you got to find a bar, because I'll have it on. Just find a bar in the stadium. They'll be playing that shit. They won't. All right. <coughs> I'm going to... So? I'm going to do my rant. Rant. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie it right into the conversation that we're having right now, and... My rant today is about the wives of the corresponding rooster and the one and only devil. Both these guys have really cool wives across the board. Um, Not just like, oh, yeah, I can tolerate this person. And not that you can't tolerate someone's wife, but sometimes you can't. (laughs) Sometimes they're awful. And these guys' wives are pretty awesome. You saw Jess giving her time to actually spend some time on the pod. Pretty cool. Bethany is cool as hell, uh, as are their children. But I just want to give a shout-out to both of them. I'm sure they're not listening, but um, they let these boys, these this rooster and this devil, um, do a lot of fun activities uh, and have a lot of fun doing it and still be themselves. So I have shameless, shameless shout out for my rant to to the wives of these two two boys because they're pretty damn cool considering uh, considering all the people out there in the world and I think I think that they they picked well and and, uh, and the boys obviously begrudgingly picked, picked well. This one goes out to Pochettino and the boys. Must have been cold there in my shadow. That's the Spurs players to poach. Never have sunlight on your face. Uh, yeah. You were content to let me shine. That's your way. That's the players to poach again. You always walked a step behind. This is Poach now. With all the glory. While you were the one with all the strength. A beautiful face without a name. So long. That's Poach recognizing that he's a beautiful man. But pain behind his eyes. Now they've got a chance for glory. Did you ever know that Lucas was my hero? Sing it, baby. And everything I would like to be. Woo! Come on, you Spurs. I can fly higher than an eagle. Oh, you are the wind beneath my wings. So uh, in this moment, I just want you to believe, I want you to, to believe with me for a minute that maybe they can win, maybe Spurs can have glory. But I've got it all here in my heart. I want you to know the truth. Of course I know it, baby. I would be nothing without you. Mittler laid on us. 
You never have that. Well, you're welcome on the podcast anytime. goes on forever. The song is so long. Very selfish thing to say, though. You're the wind beneath my wings. Come on. Wind versus an eagle. Selfish. Motherfucking sky, thank, thank you, thank God for you. My